The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is powering through the very chilly 49-degree weather outside. Just, oh, if you guys could really just say a prayer for us, but it is, it's, oh boy, it's tough. Said Tepper in his t-shirt. It's tough. Mm, It's tough. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 100th birthday today. It's the only person who could be named today. Happy birthday to Jackie freaking Robinson. Hey, all right. Jackie Robinson would have been 100 today. That's nice. That's nice. And I was going through his baseball reference. Yeah. That dude's a Hall of Famer, even if, like, he's just a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This actually starts a pretty good run of Major League Baseball birthdays this week. Uh, It starts with Robinson on the 31st Mm -hmm. uh, and ends with Ruth on the 6th. Oh, wow. And I believe somewhere in the vicinity there are a couple other ones, but it's a good run. He was a rookie of the year, an MVP. And and the thing is, he was MVP 48 or so, 48, 49, around then. Uh, Do you know who's in second was Stan Musial? Yeah, baby. So it's like... Like, yeah. he's not limping into. I was like, oh yeah. well, like was it just a bad year? It's like, no, he beat Stan Musial and Ian Slaughter for yeah. the LMVP. Yeah. He was a superstar. Yeah. Uh, and sitting my to my right, the Landry to my Matt Saracen, our West African <laughs> Prince, Dishmail Johnson. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. we'll see you tomorrow, but All we're right. powering through this show. That's yeah. today. Uh, to, uh, after this show, we're going to record episode three mm-hmm. of yeah. our Friday Night Lights review. Uh, we've also, all, I appreciate that I'm Landry, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we've all seen. Um, we've now all seen season two. It's going to be the season two recap. Yeah, and uh, it's hmm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. We have a lot of thoughts. It's not going great. Um, to answer Terry Adams, who just asked a question, I cannot see who specifically is watching the show unless they comment so no i mm. cannot see just Why? just i it just mm. t- it tells me total number of viewers but it doesn't tell me that you watched it even if you don't comment why so, so like we, we like we can't see if like vince young is watching and like he's yeah, watched it 700 right. times he's, he's like, like i ain't come to get that trophy I'm just waiting <laughs> important important question we were talking about karaoke before the show started <laughs> and this is neither here nor there but it got me wondering i no, love karaoke i'm I no not shy to say I'm awesome at karaoke and I put on a show. It's great. Okay. <laughs> um, my wife and I are both super into it. My my thought immediately jumped though to if I was throwing a karaoke party, mm-hmm. what song the two of you individually mm-hmm. would go for? What is what would be the Greg Tepper go to karaoke anthem and what would be the Ishmael Johnson? So I do have karaoke? I do have a go to on the spot. I do have a go to one, but it's it's. It's kind of a give up, and I'll I will admit it. It's because mm-hmm. I'm not a good singer, and okay. I don't like doing that. Okay. I'm not a good singer, but I'm a decent showman. See that that's here's the thing I tell people. They're like, oh, I don't like karaoke. I can't sing. It's not about singing. No, no it's never it's about being a showman. Yeah, absolutely. So 
my go-to is Sweet Caroline because okay. you're, you're you're getting the crowd you're into it. All, you're singing yeah. along. Yeah. It's yeah. A, that's oh, a, that's, that's right. cheating. That's cheating. But right. it doesn't require I know, oh, I vocal range. I freely admit it. It yeah. doesn't require but I'm just vocal saying range. That's, I understand. That's, that's my go-to. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've only been karaoke once. Well, we gotta fix that. Uh, oh, uh, I'm also oh, not man. the personality that would initiate going to karaoke. That's um, all right. I'll make you come. I'm trying to come to the karaoke party. I would have to probably say we were talking about Queen before the show. Yeah. Um, it might be "Don't Stop Me Now." By yeah, because I'm trying to think of a song that I obviously both know and that yeah. I, that would probably get me out of my shell. Oh, I would I would see I'm Queen number one. I I always end every every night with Bohemian Rhapsody. Have to. Uh, I think uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think maybe because I, I've got the energy and the range for it. I think sure. Maybe yeah. I do tequila. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and go da 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 <laughs> like look at my watch it's, it's just like the screen Dakina. just says like it's just like 48 beats <laughs> <laughs> okay today uh, today is thursday january 31st 2019 301 days until thanksgiving episode 701 701 fred manrique's ops and his illustrious texas rangers career 54 games in 1989 on today's show guys we're gonna do our wichita falls no let's talk more about karaoke Our Wichita yeah. Falls, Let's Texas talk high more. school football you guys like one more karaoke pro tip sure <laughs> we will well, well, let it's, me do let me do the rundown first uh, so people know we're getting and then we'll do the karaoke pro tip i don't want to talk about football we're doing which uh, wichita falls texas high school football regional recap we're going to look at uh what happened in texas high school football in wichita falls area it's actually a really good year and then we're going to hear from lifeford coach israel gonzalez and azel coach devin doris max go uh pro tip karaoke pro tip for the men out there maybe the ladies but the men especially Learn, learn the Hall Notes catalog, and sell it with a cheesy grin. Just do it. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that worked out pretty well for me back in the day. Yeah, you make my dreams as a. Uh, oh, rich girl. Rich girl's a good. If you one. get a buddy up there to sing rich girl, and you guys are both really into it. Yeah. <laughs> King, kings of the night, kings of the night. I'm just gonna mm. throw that out there. I want to say was 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 this a single max move? I'm just saying it worked out pretty well for single max and his friends. That's uh-huh. all. Uh, I do want to say you guys threw out what you thought would be your songs. Yeah. There are, there, our audience seems to think they know what songs you should choose. Should we, should we, should we wait for the end of the show oh, for Just that? two songs. It's just one song okay. for each. Go for it. Miziel says Greg Tepper would have to pick an Ice Cube anthem. I'm into that. Or Wu-Tang. Right. Wu-Tang, that's true. You're, you're, you're extremely Wu-Tang. If guy. I do casuals, everything around me, that would be pretty good. Uh, Josh, Josh Chapa says uh, Ish, Ish needs to sing Still Fly by the Big Timers. <laughs> another another song that does not require range. Yeah, uh, I do like Gator Boots and Pimped Out Gucci Suits. Yes, yeah. there you go. See, Levi <laughs> Levi Nebush is, is he's he's ripping my Hall Notes thing, man. I'm just telling you, it worked. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's start some football talk. Sorry, did it work once or? I'm just saying it worked. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into football. Does it matter how many times it worked? If it worked, <laughs> well, no. I'm just asking, is it like Sex Panther? Like 60 percent <laughs> of the time, it works every I w- time. <laughs> I would say the reaction was never bad. Okay. So not like Sex Panther. <laughs> this show already, boy, we, we crossed the seven, like we had 700 good episodes. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and, and from that no, one, it just trash. It's over. Okay. Football. We are going to talk Sorry. a little bit about football. We're going to go to Wichita Falls, up to Wichita County, talk about Wichita Falls High School football, uh, where actually, let's start with um, our, our, it's our regional recaps. And, and, and the, the big picture is that, uh, holy crap, <laughs> like out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like an awesome year in Wichita Falls. Yeah, it was great. We were not anticipating that. Like, there yeah. were some teams that we thought um, had a chance to be pretty good. Yeah. And, and and a lot of them kind of lived up to their hype. Um, you know, we, we thought that um, 
Well, we thought Holiday had a chance to be pretty good. Uh, we thought Hershey, of course, had a chance to be pretty good. Um, you know, Ryder, we thought had a chance to be okay and stuff. But instead, you have Ryder make it all the way to the mm. state semifinal. You have Iowa Park out of nowhere yeah, man. make it to a state semifinal. Uh, and then you had a number of really other, a lot of other solid teams. Um, uh, Holiday was solid. Winthorpe was solid. Uh, Hershey was solid. Maybe a little bit disappointing for them because they had big hopes, but I thought that they would have had a very good year. Uh, Hershey, or I'm sorry, Graham was solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of teams that I think, uh, you know, in- include Seymour in there. I would say overall, this was a team, this was a region that, that I think overachieved in a big way and, and made us, you know, look a little silly that this was a, 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 a part of the state that I thought was, was really fantastic. So uh, overall, I think that you have to give this an A++ for, for Wichita Falls area. This was one of the best years they've had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily like the, you know, Ryder was one of them. You know, Old High was was pretty decent as well. But overall, you look at this, and yeah, I, th- I thought that I thought this was a fantastic year for Wichita Falls. So my team of the year, this is tough. This is real tough. I'm going to go with Ryder, mm-hmm. um, a team that entered the playoffs at what was it? One, two, three, four. They were one and four at one point. Uh, they they entered the playoffs at five and five. Uh, and then ran all the way to a state semifinal. It didn't. It didn't end particularly well with Alito, but uh, to beat Lubbock Cooper, to beat Canyon Randall. Um, I mean, this was a team that got hot at the right time, um, and more importantly, they beat Old High. So that you know, that you, you you win that game, and, and that's all that really matters. Uh, but overall, uh, I think what uh, Coach Mark Bendel did up there, and we had him on the show after they after they beat uh, Cooper to get to a state semifinal. I think what he did was really remarkable, and this team uh, really came together. And, and I thought that what was most impressive to me is that after a year where the defense was uh, okay, mm-hmm. it really bowed up when it mattered. Uh, and, and so I was—I I would say that Ryder is my team of the year in the Wichita Falls area. My surprise of the year. How about the Quanah Indians? Uh, this was a team that we did not... I want to pull up our, our preseason rankings. But this is a team we did not have super high hopes for. Um, in fact, I've got a magazine right nope, now. Knocking over. Let's, I'm knocking over the Aaron Jones. Um, let's go to five two A Division two. Let's just see where we picked them in their district. I've got this. Let's magazine. talk about some karaoke while he's. Well, doing let's that. not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had Quanta. We had Quanta fifth. Okay. We had Quanta fifth, uh, and they roll on to a three and two record and finish uh, finish third in that district. Uh, a really impressive year uh, for Coach Matt Garvin's uh, Matt Garvin and company. Uh, to make it to the playoffs, the defense really bowed up, and, and I thought that I think the other thing to, to keep an eye on is, uh, you know, I thought that their their quarterback uh, Cole Laffery, Clayton Laffery, uh, was was really really solid for them. Uh, they surprised a lot of people, and I think Quana has to be your regional surprise of the year uh, when you look at at the Wichita Falls area. Uh, my regional coach of the year is tough, but I think the other surprise semifinalist it goes to Aubrey Sims at Iowa Park. Iowa Park is another team that we had, you know, we had. Um, I would say measured expectations for, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but they soar all the way to the state semifinals. Uh, you know, after you know another team that, that finished with five losses in the regular season, and a team that that knocked. I mean, did not ease their way into it. I mean, they beat Leveland. Uh, they beat Glen Rose, Rose in a yeah. thriller. Uh, this was a team that that got hot at the right time, uh, at shaking off. Uh, an 0-3 start and shaking off a 1-5 start to make it all the way to the state semifinals. And for Aubrey Sims to help hold that team together when it looked like there was every reason for them to just fold up shop, I think was awful impressive. So Aubrey Sims gets my pick uh, for Regional Coach of the Year. Regional Player of the Year, I can't give it to just one guy. And I'm sorry, I know. Coward. Here's what Coward. Here's, like, there's, I think that there's an obvious choice and then there's, a guy who certainly deserves credit. 
I think DeMarco Foster is the obvious choice, right? Mm-hmm. Our funky president. He was fantastic. Um, you know, a, 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 a real a real workhorse for this Hershey team, a guy who uh, we're really excited to see do big things at the next level. I think that he, at this point, if you've watched this show, you know that he needs no introduction. The other guy is Jet Johnson at Holiday. Um, this guy was unbelievable. Not only was he the quarterback, and he, he ran, threw for nine touchdowns, ran for another eight touchdowns. He's very good. He also led the team in tackles. He also led the team, I believe, in interceptions. Um, this guy was all over the... I'm sorry, he was, he was second in the team in interceptions. This kid was all over the place and an all-around superstar for this holiday team. A big reason why they went 12-2. and two, A big reason why they had uh, the year that they did under Coach Frank Johnson. So for me, um, I would be remiss if I did not give him a shout-out. And so I'm going to give them both regional player of the year. DeMarco Way Foster uh, and, and Jet Johnson are my, are my co-players of the year in Wichita Falls. And so let's look forward. Now here's the problem with Wichita Falls. Is that... Maybe we should have seen this coming, and you can you can certainly fault us for that. But a lot of these stars are seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, the the surprise we were talking about with with Quana, they were they were a senior laden team. Uh, Hershey was a pretty senior laden team. Iowa Park has a lot of seniors. Uh, Riders got a few guys back, but they're going to be a, a team that's going to need to fill some holes. So, uh, to me, when I look at Wichita Falls, this was such a big leap forward that I think that there can't help but be a small step back. But I would love to see you know, I would love to see uh, Wichita Falls Old High get back in the mix. I think they've got a chance to get back in the mix as well. Uh, and some teams that you know maybe didn't live up to uh, didn't live up to what we thought they were going to uh, this year could could be. I think Vernon could be in for a bounce back year. I think Henrietta could be in for a bounce back year. Same with Nocona. So overall, when you look at Wichita Falls, it, it was a fantastic year. It's going to be hard to replicate, but I wonder if we can, if some of those teams that, that kind of rose to the top do slip a little. I do wonder if there's a, a, a couple of teams on that next level that are ready to jump up and, and take that mantle there in Wichita Falls. So overall, I think a, a tremendous year of Wichita Falls football. Uh, really, we did not see coming. Uh, and uh, why don't we just do that again every year? That was fun. <laughs> so. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max is telling me to move. Uh, TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. You get two magazines, the Recruiting Edition and the Summer Edition, mailed directly to you before it hit new, hits newsstands. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. All that for nineteen ninety five for an entire year. If you buy the magazines just off the rack, it's going to be more than that. After tax and all that fun stuff. Um, so just become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, and help support this show. If you like this show, this is the best way to support it. So, texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Matt Stepp, our intrepid Texas high school football insider, was down at the City of Palms uh, clinic down in the Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, uh, talking with a number of coaches down there. One guy he caught up with, the head coach of Lyford, Coach Israel Gonzalez, uh, caught up with him. Here is our conversation with Israel Gonzalez of Lyford here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the City of Palms Coaches Clinic in beautiful McAllen, Texas. Here with the head coach of the Lyford Bulldogs, Coach Israel Gonzalez. Coach, I thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. I appreciate you having me over here, man. 
All right, Coach, uh, you're heading into your third year at Lyford. Uh, you guys have 7-4 uh, and four last year, 8-4 and four your first year, so back-to-back -back playoff appearances. Didn't get that playoff win this year. I know, I know that was a little disappointing for you guys, but uh, as far as uh, – I'm right here. Here you go. As far as uh, you know, looking ahead to uh, the 28, uh, looking back on the 2018 season, uh, you've had a chance to kind of evaluate things. What's uh, what was your overall thoughts on your season and kind of how your kids performed? You know, coming in my first year, 2017, we were a senior heavy ball club that had made the playoffs the year before, won a playoff game the year before. So coming in, you know, we were blessed to to have a talented backfield coming back, uh, three-year starter quarterback, three-year starter running back coming back. So going into this season, we knew we had some big weapons to replace, and we started a whole bunch of young guys on the offensive line, you know, three sophomores there, sophomore quarterback, sophomore running back. So I feel that we uh, we made some big strides, you know, being able to finish second in our district, adding teams like George West, Aransas Pass, Mathis, you know, solidified uh, contenders in, in their previous districts. I think we came out and we, and we did a, a good job. You know, I wish we could have had that playoff win uh, against San Antonio Cole. They were a salty club, but I think the future looks bright going forward. So, uh, obviously, playing as many young guys, you've been around long enough. You know, you, you play sophomores, especially at quarterback and on the offensive line. You're going to go through those growing pains. Uh, but from, from week one to week 11, how much did your team – or week 12, I guess. How much did your team improve? Uh, we were we were improving on a daily basis, you know, especially at the quarterback position. When you start a sophomore, you know you're going to take some some learning curves and, and some, some lumps when you got some sophomores up front at the offensive line. But, you know, it was a necessary evil. Uh, those guys at the 3A level, they go both ways. Uh, you know, they play two positions. Uh, they go in there, and we needed those guys to show up. And as, as, a game, as the season went on and as the games went on, we, we progressed – now, the best part about playing sophomores is you got him back for two, two years. So now you're heading into this offseason with your coaching staff with now a much more experienced ball club. So what, what is the message that you guys have given to your kids as you head into the offseason? You know, we, we continually tell our kids it's us against ourselves. So having those guys back uh, with the sophomore campaign under their belt definitely does help. Uh, but, you know, we still got to work day to day. Uh, they got to continue to make uh, the right decisions when it comes to be on the football field and especially off the football field. So we harp on that on every single day, try to get them to be the right man on the field and off the field. If that happens, we're going to take care of everything else to take care of itself. All right. Now, uh, by trade, you, you, you came up as a young coach, as a defensive guy. Uh, our buddy Manny Gomez moved you over to the offensive side of the ball when you were at Harlingen. So you, you got a little experience on both sides of the ball now. So when you come to these coaches' clinics, do you have a preference? Do you want to listen to the defensive guys and how they're attacking the offense, or do you try to hear the offensive yeah, guys and get uh, some new tricks? I, I you know, uh, I did come up uh, coaching safeties under Coach Gomez, played defense under Coach Gomez uh, a long time ago, and uh, you know, got my opportunity to to be on the offensive side with the offensive line. It, you know, it was a career move that changed my changed my career path. And, you know, I'm at where I'm at because of guys like Manny Gomez, Randy Creeters, gave me those opportunities and, and you know, taking be able to take advantage of them. But definitely, you come out here to clinics, you know, you want to know what the other side is doing. It's about knowing your enemy, you know, and, uh, you know, you got to know what the defense is thinking. So stepping into a defensive clinic and listening to how they might be covering trips or how much they may be doing, uh, you know, against a certain scheme that you might be running is invaluable. All right, uh, Final question, UIL uh, implement, implemented instant replay at the state championship games. I know you'd love to be at AT&T Stadium. Yeah. And if you, guys, if you guys played there, would, would, would anybody be left in Lyford if you all played in the state uh, championship? You know, I, I don't think anybody's left in Lyford at their houses <laughs> when we have a game on Friday night. But, uh, you know, that's a great problem to have. No, uh, probably not, man. He'd probably That would be the time to go and take, take some stuff out of some yards. <laughs> now, uh, so the state championship games, I think you watched them on TV. Uh, instant replay, was this the first year UIL did it? Uh, overall, what were your thoughts on it and how it went? 
And do you, do you think it's a good thing for high school football? Well, you know, it's definitely a different thing. I, I, I like the fact in the big game like that to be able to make the right call. These kids work extremely hard, uh, uh, you know, for years to go out there and get an opportunity. Coaches work extremely hard. Uh, is it something that I'd like on a game-to-game uh, -game basis? I'm not sure about that. But definitely when you break down a winning and losing a state championship, you know, uh, I think it's something that benefited the state championship this year. Coach, appreciate your time, and I appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. I appreciate you, man. Keep doing a great job. Thanks. There he is, Israel Gonzalez, the head coach at Lyford. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time to chat with Matt Stepp at the City of Palms Clinic in McAllen. Uh, that will be – we'll put the other – there's another interview we have. Um, who was it? We, that we didn't have time to get to. Uh, Pearsall coach Joey Rivera. We'll put that on the site. Yep, that'll be um, on the site today. That'll be on the site today, so we will have that. Uh, another guy at another clinic uh, who talked with Dave Campbell's Texas football, Devin Doris, head coach at Azel. Uh, I know they're excited there in Hornet country uh, to see what uh, Azel is going to do. Uh, a guy that I – so he is a guy that when you look at him – so He looks so young. He looks so young. Yeah. He looks very young. And I was obviously extremely intoxicated when I talked with him because, like, I, I asked him, I was like, I was like, so this is like your second, third year? He's like, I've been there nine years. I'm like, when? When did this happen? Yeah. Apparently the last nine years. Um, anyway, here's our delightful conversation with Hazel coach Devin Doris here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine with the head coach of the Azel Hornets, uh, who apparently has been there for a whole decade. <laughs> Devin Doris joins us. Coach, uh, I mentioned this uh, today, uh, but while we were walking over. You made my article today on TexasFootball.com because I was talking about teams that, that proved us wrong, teams that, that overachieved what we predicted in the magazine. So... Um, I'm sorry. You're welcome. I don't really know how to... How to well, I'm glad that we got to do that, but uh, maybe next year don't remember how good we did because we like to do be the underdog. Yeah. We like to always do prove people wrong. Uh, you guys had, obviously, an outstanding year this year, um, You know, really uh, a breakout season for the Hornets. What, what, what do you think was the difference maybe this year as opposed to, to the past couple of years? I think we talked about it one time whenever we uh, had a on the radio show, but our kids were really bought into the whole program and supported each other. They loved each other. They... They went out and worked hard, and just just the chemistry on the team. Uh, you can be talented, but the chemistry is year to year, and you never know what each team's going to bring. And that was what I thought this year was special. So then, when when was it? When was the moment maybe that you looked around and you saw what was happening? You go, okay, this team's got a little something special, maybe bigger than their talent maybe indicates. Um, I would say. The biggest thing is when you beat, start to beat some of the teams that people don't expect you to beat. Um, you know, while Wichita Falls Rider had some injured players, so that wasn't necessarily at the time that we played them. So that wasn't necessarily a big win at that time, um, although they went on and had a great season. Um, but we started off fairly slow in the district with some of the teams as compared to how they finished. Uh, but when you beat Boswell, who is a district rival and someone that uh, we, we constantly – strive to be I mean John Abchen runs a great program and we're trying to compete with them and then when we start winning those games and then we beat Crowley we knew how talented that they were this year so I would say in the middle of our season where we just kept getting better and better and started stacking up some wins against quality opponents uh, how do you how do you build on that so you know it's, it's easy to do that one year but then you, you you're you're in lose a couple of key players from, from this year's squad. You've had a couple of youngsters who are exciting, but you know, overall, how do you continue that? How do you make sure you, you 
push that message in the offseason of this is the new standard, this is what we expect every year? Well, every team's different, like I just said. So you got to start off and saying whatever we just earned then yeah. is gone. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And so we got to start fresh. And what are we going to be? What is this team's legacy going to be? What is this team's story? What are they going to write? Um, and you start working for it from scratch in the offseason. So that's kind of when it all begins. But when you return a quarterback, that helps a lot. Yes. And I've only returned a quarterback three times in 10 years, and next year will be that third time. So you at least have a place to start. When everybody believes in someone as a leader and you can go from there, I think that's a big thing. We're here at the, the coaches' clinic, and, and obviously you know, we hear from coaches say that the team needs to get better, the coaching staff needs to get better. What are you looking to accomplish here? What are you looking to get uh, from, uh, from coming to events like this? Uh, really, with the new UIL rule changes in the summertime, being able to work skills with our kids, uh, that's the number one question that I've asked every single coach that I've seen here that's a head football coach. What are your plans? How are you going to do it? Uh, when are you going to do it? How much time are you going to do per day? Are you? I'm trying to develop the plan that's best for Azel and best for us. Um, but you're always looking at trying to see what other guys are doing um, because that's new. That's new to all of us. And so I think little things like that uh, is what you're really looking for, trying to find how you're going to do things, how you can better your program, how other guys are doing it. And, See if you can't put a couple more W's on the board next year because of it. Yeah, well, finally, I mean, there's not many more W's you can get, I mean, uh, after your <laughs> run this year. But, you know, point well taken. Finally, um, there's, a, there's a rumbling out there that, that there's a poker tournament going on tonight here at the, here at the, uh, the clinic. Are, are you a poker player? Are you? Hey, I can play some poker. But my wife's expecting me at a certain time tonight. So I can't make that long of a run. Right. So I'm probably just not even going to get in. Oh, so what you're saying is that if you were to buy in, yeah. you would it would take you too long to win all the money. Absolutely. So I told my wife I'd be home at a certain time. Her birthday was yesterday, so I better be home on time. Happy birthday, Mrs. Thomas. <laughs> coach, appreciate your time. Thank you. There is Devin Doris, head coach at Azel, taking some time to chat with us. The THSC Coaching School and Convention. We also did an interview with Farmersville coach Brandon Hankins. That will go up on the site today as well. So appreciate all the coaches taking some time to chat with us uh, at the various coaching clinics around the state. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I think after the karaoke talk today, it's it's got to be climbing the charts. It's got well, And the other segment doesn't even exist yeah, right it's now. True. So this is now America's favorite segment. Yeah. It's America's favorite active segment. <laughs> all these caveats. Mm. These qualifiers. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that works. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Mizell asked a very important question. Oh, mm-hmm. Who, will there be a successor to our funky president? Uh, we're taking applications. If you would like to run yeah. in the primary, um, we will. Um, if you would like to run in the our funky president primary, that should be a second. We should have our. We should uh, have our tweet at Ishmael R. Johnson. <laughs> Please don't at um. Ishmael R. Johnson. <laughs> tweet him. He's in charge of. Um, he's he's the. Uh, He's he's the um, the chairman of the funky president uh, committee. Okay. Designation committee. Yeah. Or right. Something like yeah. That. Funky president designated designation. We should, we should be consider- we should be having clear players we consider. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, that'd be fun. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I don't think there can ever be another funky president. No. 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 A, another a player funky we li- player we like. Perhaps a, a funky name. prime right. minister. Funky prime. Ah, minister. That's, uh, there you go. There you go. Funky chancellor. Uh, I have a lot of people. A lot of people saying uh, pre-show is actually the uh, is actually America's favorite segment. Oh, that we don't even do anymore. Yeah, 
Um, Sorry, guys. Eh, it's the offseason. It's five, five fewer minutes. I have to do anything. Uh, Lehman making a good point. Uh, what is weird about the Wichita Falls area is that they didn't have a strong 1A team as they usually no. do. That's the weird thing. Is that is that from an 11... Normally, you can count on a team like Newcastle or Knox City to have a really, really good year up there in, 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 um, in the, in the six-man world. Uh, and it just... It just didn't happen this year. Um, they weren't bad, but like it was, it, it just it was from an eleven man perspective. The eleven man went up, and it's just you know it's just kind of a, another year mm-hmm. for six man in, in, up there in Wichita Falls. Dave John asks, "Is uh, Wichita Falls the region that will regress the most next year?" Possible. I think that's possible because it went so high. Such I mean, a great year. They, I mean, this yeah. is a, this is a small region that yeah. is essentially comprised it's not of that many schools total uh, yeah. total, including six man schools. Um, this is a grand total of 28 schools up there that we count in the Wichita Falls area. And they had two semifinalists. Yeah. Plus Holiday. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, plus Holiday, plus Winthorpe. Like, you had some really, really good yeah. teams there. So, yeah, it, it's going to be hard to top that, but maybe this is the start of something big there. Uh, Ed McElroy has a question that we can't directly answer because he's trying to get a look behind the curtain. Mm. Uh, mm. He, he's like, is this the year? Is this a year to put high school players on the cover of the magazine? And and the reason I'm I'm allowing it is there are a couple myths that I would like people like to dispel. I don't know how people come to believe these things. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas mm-hmm. football historian. How many times has a high school player since 1960 been on the cover? But we're talking about not the gatefold cover. We're talking no, no, the, the main the main cover. cover. Uh, twice. Twice. Um, it was. It was well, Cedric Benson. Well, no, that's three not times because you had the group of kids. Yeah, the group of kids. Well, Campbell. and if you include, um, you had, um, bu- 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 you had like G. A. Moore and um, yeah. and Drew Tate on yeah. the cover too. So yeah. technically, four, but that's still like five, um, maybe five, maybe. I mean, Ever? so uh, but the, the, and those the two, covers, most of them were not great. The two that were that were that stood out yeah. were um, the the only solo high school cover ever. Is um, Cedric Benson in 2000, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really more of a recruiting cover because he was the number one recruit in the, in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jonathan Gray and Cyrus Gray in 2011. Uh, yeah. Those are the only time that I would say that they were like the feature yeah. guy on yeah. the cover. Yeah. So it just doesn't happen much. Uh, uh, that's not to say we're not considering it. We consider everything. The we're second part of that was Cowboys. The second okay. part was that he seemed to suggest that a group of players cover would be a good idea. That I love you, Ed. A group of players on the cover is always a bad idea. That's not a good. Cover. So one thing you'll notice. So I took. Uh, I will pull back the curtain just a little bit. This is just putting five players on a right. cover is not a compelling I, cover. I will. Yeah. Pu- I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. You will. So I took over as managing editor. My first summer magazine was 2014. If you notice, um, aside from 2015, which is its own story, buy me a beer and I'll tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> but 2014, 2016, 2017, 2018 single school covers yeah. because that's just that's something I like I, I, I've i also tried to clean up the cover there's not as much crap on it mm-hmm. uh, like reefers and lines and stuff like that so yeah. I've tried to clean it up that's that's my way of doing it the that's current, not to say that, that the current, it's the best way the current crew here at DCTF does not believe in putting a bunch of people on one cover it just is not I just don't think it looks good. It doesn't yeah. look good. It's not a like my favorite. Selling point. It's not it's my favorite. My favorite covers have one or two players featured. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Like my one of my favorite covers is the Gary Kubiak cover in 1984, where he's oh, for pitching the ball he's, towards he's the camera. Pitching the ball towards the camera. Yeah. It's like I love that cover because yeah. it's one school, one yeah. guy. It's focusing on him. One but idea. that's just me. Uh, I think it's pretty good. And then uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Jordan Stew, big West Orange Stark fan, clamoring for more West Orange Stark content. Jordan, we have it a lot on the show. Cornell Thompson, I believe, has been on the show twice. Yeah, uh, three times or something. I'm not going to talk to him now just because you want me to now. 
But if you were here all the time, you would see we talk a lot about um, West Orange Stark. I will say the other thing, Cornell was down at the City of Palms. He spoke at the City of Palms. Man. And he mm. was um, at He was holding clinic, court. And he was holding court. <laughs> as, as Cornell Thompson as does. As he is wont to do. Yeah. Um, he called me the other day. Like yeah. a couple weeks ago, he was like, hey, man, just checking in. Yeah. Uh, Brent, Brent, Brent Holman makes a good point. The, the multiplayer look, good for posters, not covers. Agreed. Yeah. And Agreed. I have made a lot of posters that you can find on TexasFootball.com with that same concept in mind. There you go. All right. That's, that's going to do it for us. Tomorrow, episode three of the Friday Night Lights Review, we review season two. Will there be any more after that? Good God almighty. It's going to do, do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.